How do you feel? I'm feeling uneasy, man. Well, look, Mark, I don't want to suggest anything that might be uncomfortable for you, but you might consider, just consider the possibility that part of your problem, part of the thing that's making you so miserable is the angst over killing a lot of people. I got invited to my 10-year high school reunion. What am I going to say? Killed the president of Paraguay with a fork. How have you been? Get out of town. Visit with what's-her-name. Debbie. Go see some old friends. Have some punch. Don't kill anybody for a few days. See what it feels like. I'll give it a shot. Don't give it a shot. Don't shoot anything. How long has it been? Ten years? Since you stood me up on prom night and vanished without a word? Yeah. Ten years, man! Where have you been for ten years? I freaked out. I joined the army. I'm a professional killer. Oh, does that... Do you have to do postgraduate work for that, or can you, can you jump right in? Kid, I'm putting together a little concern. What, like a union? Yeah, more like a club. Work less, make more. I don't want to join your goddamn union, all right? Okay, but we're not going to let you do your little job here. We're going to do it for you. And after we do your job, we're going to do another little job. Is it the job? Is it getting to you? This is me breathing. I've lost my taste for it completely. That's why I came back. You know what you need? What? Shakabuku. It's the swift spiritual kick to the head that alters your reality. Debbie, I'm in love with you. I know we can make this relationship work. This union, is there going to be meetings? Of course! No meetings. Alright, drinks in a movie. Drinks in a movie. Here we are. So, obviously, <laughs> we do a movie, and we drink, and we give you a drink. Yes. And we've been drinking. Yes. It's it's 425. We've been, you got here at like 1? I did. I think we cracked a beer about 1.30. Yes. And uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not going to lie. We have not had the drink that we are featuring on this film. Because if we did, we wouldn't be doing the podcast we'd at be, all. We'd be murdered. Oh, murdered. We'd be passed out. Yes. So the movie we are doing is? Gross Point Blank. Oh, I love John Cusack. Right? Huge fan of John Cusack. Awesome. Um, I think personally, he's probably one of the greatest actors I've ever known. For, oh, by for, far. For great reason. Okay. For great reason. Um, And I think you can probably agree to the fact that John Cusack is no Brad Pitt or George Clooney or, you know, any of these huge actors. But right. He studies his craft very well. He's a chameleon. Yes. Yeah. He can do a lot of different films. He's right. never been pigeonholed into anything. Regardless of what people say. Right. Yeah. You go from uh, uh, say anything to Con Air. Or gross point blank. Oh. And you know he hated Con Air. Yes. He hates that movie. Yes. He he regrets ever doing it. He, uh same with uh Better Off Dead. Oh yeah, but you know what? I love Better, Better Off, Off Dead, Dead Better Off Dead was like one of his films, I feel like Right. That made him. And one it's, it one crazy him. summer. Ah. Oh, great movie. Oh my god, now I'm sitting here thinking, man, maybe we should have done another John Cusack right. movie. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll do a series of them. Of John Cusack. Yes. Just nothing but Cusack. Yes. One Crazy Summer is probably one of my favorite movies that he did. Oh, my God. And the best part about him is, you know, he went to the Piven Theater, which is Jeremy Piven's parents' own in Chicago. Correct. 
Uh, so him and Piven are very close friends. Correct. Which is how Piven got his role in One Crazy Summer. Oh, okay. Jeremy Piven had it. It wasn't a big role. He right. played the buddy of the bully guy. He was the uh, d- kid. That, yes. Uh, Cat- Catamaran, the other yacht. Catamaran. Yeah, so, you know, it's like him and Piven are good friends, and he even got the role in Serendipity because of him, which That's wasn't awesome. a big role. He played the best friend. Right. But love Cusack. Indeed. Um, I One of the big things is going off of what you're saying, like One Crazy Summer, yeah, Better Off Dead. Yes. These are films that are underdog movies. So if you're not a film person or a Cusack person, you don't know these movies. Right. And I feel like Gross Point Blank is one of those films as well. Correct. So we found a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, we cheated. So it was a typically try to find like maybe drinks that are in the film. <sighs> Or something that They're could kind of correct. Yeah. Yes. So I literally Googled gross point blank drinks. <gasps> and there is an actual drink called gross point blank. It sounds disgusting. Awesome. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. This is. Oh, no. So we decided we weren't going to drink it uh, for two reasons. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what the drink is before I tell you the two reasons. <laughs> it's called the gross point blank. All right. It's one ounce of, and I'm going to say it horribly wrong. Okay. One ounce of Benedictine, which is apparently some herbal liquor. Okay. Never yes. heard of it in my life. Yes. I was a bartender for 15 years, and I have no <laughs> idea what it is. Okay. A half ounce of Grand Marnier. Oh, there, there alone, you're done. I am. Yes. And a half ounce of Cognac, and they say preferably Hennessy. Holy So, <sighs> with that said, if anybody that knows me knows that if I drink Grand Marnier... <sighs> Game over. No. I love that stuff. No. Love it. But yes. yeah, this this Mm-mm. would be a totally different podcast right now if we drank this. I'd have two of these and I'd be going point blank. Yes. Yeah. It'd be bad. Yes. So there you go. The gross point blank drink. You could actually just Google that. It'll, one ounce of Benedictine. I'm just saying it rambling because I think I'm saying it wrong. A half ounce of Grand Marnier and a half ounce of Cognac. Okay. Which Grand Marnier is half Cognac. So Right. I and and that in it. and of itself is a... Oh boy! <laughs> a, not to paraphrase the Karate Kid, but it's a crane kick to the face. Well, and I had to. The thing was, is I had to Google the Benedictine stuff, and it apparently right. it's it's French. It's an herbal liquor produced in France. It was All developed right. by wine merchant Alexandre Legrand mm. in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. It's flavored with 27 flowers, berries, herbs, roots, and spices. That will. You stupid. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I I'm swore. not a fan. I don't try to swear on this podcast. So, gross point blank today. We're going to be talking about great movie. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets an 82 percent score from the critics and 87 mm. percent score from the audience, which I love. It's amazing. I'm down with that. Right. Uh, just kind of give you a. If you never heard of the film, it's a great movie. Uh, so. Cusack plays Martin Blank, yep. who's a professional assassin. Correct. He's, I, don't know, I can't remember the exact line, but it's the, I went to the army. I fit a certain profile. Right. They put me in a special they program. A special profile. I went into business for myself. <laughs> you know, uh, that's up. But, but he has assistant Marcella, who is his sister. Yeah. In real Joan life. Cusack. Yeah. In yeah. real life. She's amazing. Sister. He gets a uh, invitation to his ten-year high school reunion, Correct. which he has absolutely zero interest in going to. Correct. But he also gets a job 
in Gross Point, Michigan, which is where he went to high school, uh, to go and obviously do a job as an assassin. Correct. Then he meets his high school sweetheart all over again, uh, falls back in love, and realizes he wants to change his life. That's a pretty badass... You know, it's not a typical Hallmark movie. Oh, no. It's, you know it's, what I mean? The thing, and again, going back to the whole thing with Cusack with his films, the thing I love about him is he does stuff that is kind of out of the ordinary. He's, right. Like I said, he's not pigeonholed. Right. He doesn't do romantic comedies, and he doesn't just do action movies. And when he does certain films, like when you were saying about Con Air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that was really outside of his realm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and I think that's why different. I hated it. I think he hated that movie. I yeah. don't know. I'm just saying my personal opinion. Right. I think he hated it because it became like a blockbuster, huge oh, movie. Man. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't do stuff like no. that. No. He, he's he's almost, um, I wouldn't say art, art house, but he's like very passionate about the films he does. And he's like, look, I'm not, I'm not doing this if I don't feel passionate about it. Well, and you're not wrong. And I think he's between like the art house... In major Hollywood studio movies. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like you were saying, like, again, going back to Better Off Dead and One Crazy Summer, like, this is a guy that did films that I grew up watching, and I'm like, oh, dude, this guy's yeah. great. He's great. Which apparently he, he disliked. Which heavily. is weird. Yeah. Like, that's, that's this is kind of your forte. It was this is what you do. Him and Curtis Armstrong sitting there on top of the cave, that, yes. the mountain. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, pretty much this movie breaks down. He goes back to Grace Point, Michigan. Yes. Um, he kind of stalks, which is kind of creepy, kind of stalks his, his high school ex. sweetheart, which yeah. is Minnie Driver, plays Me. the character. Correct. Who you said you have a huge sex crush she's on. She's wonderful. But she's beautiful. Man, she's, she's beautiful. wonderful. And yeah. even better, like, her daughter is now acting as well. Her daughter was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. Yeah. You didn't know that, did you? No. So Tarantino casted quite a few kids that were the followers of, um, my God, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Oh, the whole movie's based around the guy. Oh, the murderer. oh, oh, um, Charles Manson. Wait, 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 you're, wait, we're, no, we're, we're going, I'm oh, sorry. You're thinking once upon a time in Hollywood. I am thinking about, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry. I, I got him. I got him. It's okay. We've had too many of them gray mornings. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Sorry. No, I'm, Sorry. With, I'm with Sorry. you. I'm with you. Uh, Jordan Belfort. Correct. Is the fellow you're looking for. No, 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 no. Actually, no, I'm not. Oh. I'm talking about Tarantino, not Scorsese. Scorsese did Wolf of Wall Street. We're talking about Tarantino. We've confused we're talking, each other. We, yeah. All right. So we're, we're, we're on the fact of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There it is. Okay. So Minnie Driver's daughter was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. With awesome. Leo DiCaprio. With Leo, yes. And Brad Pitt. About the Charles Manson Correct. revisionist history, as it were. Correct. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. So Minnie Driver's daughter's in that. As well as uh, Ethan Hawke and... Uh, Maya Hawke is amazing. Yes. She's in Stranger it. Stranger Things. Uh, they actually have a lot of people's children. There's like yeah. four or five, actually. Correct. That are children of uh, past actors, actresses, things like that. And Minnie Driver's daughter is actually in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, that's cool. She plays... Right. I can't remember the character's name, but she played the girl that whenever they pulled up towards the end of the film... And they were going to go up and do the murders. Oh, oh. Blonde girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I'm with you. So anyway, back to Mini Driver. Yes. Kind of got. We no. Went off, we we, we went right on that I'm one. With you. We, we, 
<laughs> a, si- a side hustle 90s moment there. Uh, but Mini Driver, beautiful woman. Beautiful Indeed. woman. Uh, I think about some of her past movies, and I'm just like, mm, such a pretty woman. Uh, I'm thinking uh, she was in that movie with Chris O'Donnell, Circle of Friends. Oh, my God. Thank going you. going way back. Thank you. When Chris O'Donnell was... Indeed. This is... Uh, was anything. R- right. He was uh, maybe Robin. <laughs> no. Oh, Batman Forever. There was also that movie. That was a horrible film. Oh, God. Schumacher's Batmans were horrible. I, I'm not, and the thing is, is I'm actually a fan of Schumacher. Right. Jewel Schumacher is oh, a great director. Oh, Phone Booth was amazing. Yes. So, uh, obviously, John Cusack, back to the movie. Oh, indeed. <laughs> and the point is. Yeah. Gross damn. point. Gross point. There it is. You know, he goes back. He ends up uh, really going back for the job, reconnects with his high school sweetheart, played by mm. Minnie Driver, and ends up realizing he doesn't want to be an assassin anymore. Correct. Because uh, he falls in love with her. And the job he went for was her dad. Yes. Her father in the her, movie. Yes. So, uh, Dan Aykroyd is in this. Oh, and amazingly neurotic. And he has these idiosyncratic moments that's, like, it's indescribable. Oh, yeah, his character. <laughs> How insane. His character's crazy. Yeah. And I think it's funny going off the fact that Cusack hated Films such as One Crazy Summer or Better Off Dead or Con Air. Right. But this is a movie that... That would play right into that. Well, he played pride in it. Right. Like, he liked it. Right. He loved doing this film. Yeah. And it's amazing to me because I'm kind of like, you know, this is this is a Better Off Dead or a One Crazy Summer movie. Yes. This is your typical, like you said, between the art house and actual Hollywood films. Right. They didn't push them. They didn't try to make a pile of money off of them. Nothing right. like that. Right. But you know what, man? I still love the guy. Oh, indeed. No, I had this moment because as a musician, uh, or I try to be, um, I, 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 one of the most cool things about this movie was the very idiosyncratic soundtrack Mm -hmm. that, and one of the things that keeps coming back is, um, I think it's the clash, the mirror in the bathroom, and then they do, um, when I'm walking, I strap my stuff and I'm, oh yeah, I just played it last night DJing. Let me walk out. Blister in the Blister sun. Blister sun. Yeah, they use they use the most cool songs to punctuate certain actions in the film. Yeah, and you're like, man, the music dictates the action. Um, so. Really funny scene. Um, so, uh, uh, John Cusack is a known uh, uh, kickboxer. Yes. Enthusiast. Say anything. Right. He incorporated that into he his He was character. like, this is going to be the sport Bullied. of the future. Yep. Uh, so, in this movie, um, uh, there, he's going through his locker, and there's an assassin. Le Poubelle. Uh, I'll butcher it. Yeah, I'm I was sorry. Just, I know who you're saying. Le Poubelle. Yeah. Um, it is the guy a, he kills the guy he kills yes. with a pen. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, that's a true assassin. Oh my God. He's one of the best kickboxers in the world. It's Benny, the jet Urquidez. And he actually is John Cusack's kickboxing instructor. Wait, who is the, the guy? Le, the Le guy Poubelle. killed the pen. Right. Really? Yeah. It's his kickboxing. I instructor. didn't know that. Yeah. Benny, the jet Urquidez. Now 
go on YouTube and there's a Jackie Chan movie called Dragons Forever. And he fights Jackie Chan full bore. He releases... Uh, so watch the whole fight. Um, and this is back in the days before CGI. So this is where you had martial artists and, you know, stunt performers doing everything front to back. There's a fight scene between Benny the Jet Arquidez and Jackie Chan. He throws a roundhouse kick. And Cusack does. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not John Cusack. This is the guy he's fighting. Okay. In, okay. In, in the film. In the film. He throws a roundhouse kick to Jackie Chan. Jackie ducks, and there's a candelabra. His kick is so fast, it puts out, there's a candelabra there. He puts out the candles with the speed of his kick. No way. Oh, it's amazing. And he, he so John Cusack, is, you know, he's a kickboxer as a hobby. Yeah. And th- this particular gentleman, Mr. Benny the Jet Arquides, is his instructor. Well, I was going to say, that's why I remember in the film, like when he was fighting him yeah. in the hallway. Right. How It's very like gritty. He's, well, but he's also, it's like he knows what he's doing, but you kind of right. take it as he's an actor. Right. Somebody's coaching him no, on the that's, sidelines. That's him and his instructor hashing it out. That's crazy. Right. Because, like, again, going back to say anything, I remember right. him, like, incorporating that into his character. Yes, exactly. Lloyd. Lloyd. And say anything to right. where he did kickboxing. Right. And he was young then, so Correct. he's been doing it a long time. A long time, right. Wow. I didn't know that yeah. at all. And it's one no of the best. It's, it's so stylish because they're, um, they're <laughs> there's a website that I can't remember it offhand. But uh, it, it, it says the most stylish fight scenes in movies. And... Gross Point Blank is one of them because they're both in really, you know, badass uh, coat and tie. Uh-huh. And the thing. Because he, it's not even, like, staged. It's not like they stand apart from each other and there's that, <laughs> that you know, that yeah. Clint Eastwood. No, he, like. They roll right into it. Right. Yeah. Cusack's sitting there with, looking at his locker. He pulls the joint out. Bah! And he, yeah. and he comes around the corner and they start. And he kills him with a goddamn pen. Yeah, <laughs> like that's amazing. And and then and then this is what's so funny about this movie too, because he he left that that town and that lifestyle, and everybody was like, "Where the hell have you gone?" And one of my favorite things is Jeremy Fitman goes, 10 years. Where have you been?" You know, like. While they're smoking or joint in the car. Right. Well, then, yeah. And he was like, I freaked out. I went Joined to the, the army. army. Yeah. Yeah. And did the whole thing. And, and, and had a special program. Had a special program. I went to business for myself. Right. I'm a professional killer. I'm a professional killer. But it's funny because he never lied to anyone. No, but they thought he was kidding. Right. Because that's when Minnie Driver come to his hotel room. Yeah, okay. They're like, yeah, whatever. And she's like, people, people joke about the bad things they do. They don't mean it. They don't mean it. He's like, and then he gives her the same speech. Right. The, I went to the army. They had a special program. Right. I went to business with myself. I went to business with myself. I'm a professional I, killer. I'm a professional killer. His briefcase. <sighs> the briefcase that opens so sideways and you flip it up and there's all these guns and knives. Uh, and, this is gorgeous. Well, and you know, that's the thing. <laughs> I feel like the whole meat and potatoes of the film. I mean, obviously, they, they backbuild the story, which is great. I mean, you, you know, a movie's not great without a story. Right. So they backbuild the story of, you know, he's a guy that lives 
wherever I think it's somewhere in Michigan. Right. Right. And you know, he's obviously has his own office. Yeah. With his again, his sister is his <laughs> real life sister as his But assistant. they never call attention to that, which no, is no, great. No. And I think it was one of those things too that I love about Cusack. You find this in actors to where they have certain people again going off Cusack and Piven's right. friendship. Right. You know, that movie, Serendipity. Like, they're oh, friends. Serendipity. So they pull each other into each other's films. Same right. Thing, same thing with him and his sister. Like, they were even, like, high fidelities in another one. Right. Like, Joan Cusack was also right. in that, playing right. playing his sister. Yeah. Like, she actually played his sister in high fidelity. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, I like that, what do I want to say, commitment? Right. To the fact that you take care of your people. You have people you meet in the business or your family to where, hey, I'm making this film. Can it's we like, incorporate can, these people into this? Can, can you? Well, and, and can we give can we give Jeremy Piven two lines? In this right. Movie? You know, we'll pay him twenty grand. He'll have two lines in the whole film, it, and including idiosyncrasies. Uh, so there's that one when he first after there's a like he comes. So mini driver is the disc jockey in the town. Hey. And radio DJs, AJ Silver, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and you know he and he visits her at the house. There's there's this part where they're talking about um, they're talking together. Anyway, there's a part where um, so she looks at him and she has this very idiosyncratic hand movement, and she goes, "You're a." F- psycho uh-huh apparently that's how so she does this very funny hand movement she took that in because john and i, I want to say joan had this funny way of doing hand it's part sing, of the, part of their art part of, right they they would talk and they'd have these weird idiosyncratic hand movements and she saw that and she was like oh that's cool i want to incorporate that and that's, uh, that's just pretty funny that they incorporated, you know, that kind of thing. Well, and that's the thing, too. You go off the things, too, that, uh, you know, with films, you see it a lot. Mm. The director will pull one actor aside. So you have two actors in a scene. Right. And the director will pull one actor over and be like, hey, hey do that I thing. want you to do this. Right. I'm not telling them. Right. Which happened in this film. Right. The part when he came into the studio, her radio studio. Oh, and she kisses him. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And, I read about this. And she literally, he was like, you just know, just landed him. Yeah, lay one on him. He had no idea it was coming. Yeah. And if you watch the movie, it's funny because it's things like this to where you don't know about it. Right. But then when you watch the movie after you know about it, you yeah, see the reaction. Like, oh, shit. Genuine. That was, yeah. It was which genuine. is great acting. Right. Great acting. Right. Across the board. Because he um, was kind of like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Did that oh, yeah. just happen? Um. That, uh, that's like uh, uh, unrelated, and we haven't done this film yet, but I think we should. In Die Hard, where uh, Hart Bachner looks at Hans, yes, Booby, yes, and Good Alan idea. Rickman looks at him like, What the hell? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Right. Something else I want to touch on was my one of my favorite things I think about the film was whenever Cusack went to visit his mother because obviously she's psychotic. She's oh, lost her mind. Lost yeah, her mind. Right. Um, yes. One of the best things was is when he goes home and obviously there's a mini Mart or whatever the hell it was called. Right. Unimart something. Right. 
and the kid's in there playing the video game with his headphones on. Yes. But there's a full one shootout with obviously his kickboxing instructor. With with, with uh, Benny the Jet Urquita. Yeah. And ironically enough, it's the game Doom. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I like he gets him out there and he it's like pulls the kid out. What he's are you like, doing? And he's like, you okay? No, man, I'm not. I'm going to go find a new job. <laughs> So you about got killed. You got back blown up, and right. that's that's your concern. That's your concern. <laughs> God damn! But this was actually one of Cusack's favorite films that he did. I literally just uh, uh, did the iPad sweep up, and it says one of John Cusack <laughs> John Cusack's favorite films of his own. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that, and like I'm a, again, I'm a huge Cusack fan. He's, I mean, he's had some films that I'm not. Proud to say that I'm a Cusack right. fan. But yeah, yeah. There's like the Raven where he did the. Cause I'm a I like that movie. Really? I did. See, I. I shouldn't say that. I'm a big Edgar Allan Poe fan. Same, so same, it same. Was, it was a hard movie for me to watch. It right. really was. Was right. not a fan at all. But I respect him for doing it and giving it a shot. Right. You know, because I like him as an actor. Because he gave it 4,000%. But that's my point. Right. So this is one of his favorite movies he's ever done. But he hates One Crazy Summer. He eats better off that he eats Con Air, which I yeah. even thought he was brilliant. Yeah. That's but, uh, he he was in a western called The Jack Bull. I don't think I know that. Oh, one. it's amazing. Yeah, he, yeah, I don't think he, I know he was that in one. that Fat Man, a little boy about the H uh, bomb for Hiroshima and all that. That was that was insane. Um, but he's done, and then and then he he'll go from that and he does High Fidelity. Which is kind of art house humor. I love that. Movie. Right. God, I love it. And then movie. he does it like Hot Tub Time Machine. But that's my point. I feel like he's the kind of guy that <laughs> you he know. does whatever he wants to do. Right. And it's odd to me to where Gross Point Blank was one of his favorite films he did. Right. Now, I'm not, again, I'm going to sit here and say One Crazy Summer, Better Off Dead, Con Air. <sighs> I even loved Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, God. But the yeah. thing is, is like he. So. Showing you what kind of person he is as an actor, mm. he hated Con Air. He said he wished he'd never done it. It's the worst film he ever did for himself. Not right. saying it was a bad film, but he was amazing. In but that. the thing was, is it was, but it was a blockbuster movie, right? He, I he's just not feel that like kind of dude. he's just like I'm an actor, right? I don't want recognition. I don't want to be in the next Harry Potter or the next Marvel film, right? I just want to do cool movies and have fun, right? You know, you go back to the whole Keanu Reeves thing, to where. Keanu Reeves is the same kind of guy, but Keanu Reeves' right. mentality and his personal life is completely different from Cusack. Because I've heard stories of Cusack. Oh, yeah. That he can actually be an <laughs> Like, I've heard that. Because he doesn't like the public eye. Right. And I think that's why Con Air is right. a good example. He hated doing it, and he hated he ever did it, because it gave him recognition that he didn't have before. Right. And he didn't want it. He's uh, he's more of a, I just want to make craft. some. Yeah. And I like to make, and it's funny because most of his films are like semi-comedic. One crazy summer, we'll go through the whole list again. And then he's got, he's got stuff like identity. Yes. With Ray Liotta. And, and like, I was like, wow, you know, it was weird to see that. And then he did the number station and he's, ah, the ice harvest. Yes. With uh, uh, Oliver Platt and Connie Nielsen, which was amazing. It was like almost noirish, but like, like I, f- I think he keeps himself open. Like it's almost idiosyncratic. Yep. 
It's like, okay, how, how quirky is this without being stupid? Correct. So you have gross point blank to where it's literally about him being a contract killer, but it's not serious. Right. There's some comedy thrown in there. There's some drama thrown in there. There's some romantic things thrown in there. You know, they take the fact that he comes back to town, meets his old high school girlfriend, wants to change his life. Right. There's no death-killing, like, horrific like horror. Right. You know, people aren't shooting people in the face and thing, you know, it's just, and one of my big things I always said, and God forbid me saying this, <laughs> but I always said at the beginning of the film, when he gets a contract on the one guy and he's in a hotel room. Yeah. And he drops the line down. Oh, the poison. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he drops it down yeah, to yeah. his mouth and he's going right. to beat it down the line. Right. And obviously the guy turns his head, it drops on his face, he wakes he's, up, oh, he has yeah. to come down and shoot him. But I'm like, it's the strategic, he's a strategic assassin. Right. It's not, I'm just going to roll into your house right. and shoot you in the face. Right. Like it's, I'm strategically going to kill you he's and make like, it look like an accident. He's like, this is just a job. Yes. Yes. You know, and and that's where, well, and, and that's where I think Mini Driver comes in to be like, oh, I'm that part of humanity that you need to, because I think he's he's like I'm done with killing people. I'm done. Well, he just wanted normal life. Right. He wanted normality. Right. And I think him. The whole point of the story is, you know, coming back and meeting Minnie Driver's character again and oh. reconnecting with her. Right. Made him realize that, and the way they ended the film was fantastic. Oh yeah. It was literally, you know, she found out that he was actually a contract killer. Yeah. And realize, uh, I can't be with somebody that kills people. But then, of course, he saves her dad, even though he had a contract on him. He could have made millions of dollars. And he's like, yo, I'm going to do this, but I'm done. I'm done. And then they roll out of town. They just The ending of the film is them literally rolling out of town in her convertible. We're leaving. God. And you can tell even in the car scene of them leaving. Right. Like, you can just tell by her her facial expression, how she's acting. Right. She's still shitty about the whole thing. Right. So, you know... It's a great movie, though, and I was actually reading here uh, Tarantino, whom I'm a huge fan of. Yes. Big Tarantino we, fan. We've not done any Tarantino yet, which we need to. Uh, that's going to be hard. I don't know if I can pick apart Tarantino films. Uh, there's no picking apart. There's just We're just talking praise. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said, like, uh, the director of this film said he became very acquainted with him. Yes. And he said while they were filming the whole shootout in the Ultimart. Oh, which yeah, I was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, earlier. Yeah, doom scene. He said, uh, the director of this film said he gave a nod to Tarantino with his help. He said, I called him and said, can I use your lobby card of the Pulp Fiction cast? He uh, said, so we wired that with squibs and shot it up too. He said, Tarantino wanted to make a cameo. He wanted to be shot or blown up or something, but it never right. eventuated. So, which would have been awesome. Yeah, right. So if I'd have had Quentin Tarantino mm. in a John Cusack movie, Amazing! It'd have been fantastic, and it, and see this, this is this is the cool thing about Quentin. Just to extend beyond this, he he's a film fan, which is I believe that every film he does is almost a tribute to all the people that influenced him. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because Tarantino, I mean, obviously we all know. Oh well, maybe you don't. Obviously, you know. Yeah. 
for anybody listening, you know, if you don't know anything about Tarantino, he worked in a video store. Right. Like, he wrote his first script working in a video store. Like, this guy didn't go to film school. Right. He didn't go out and talk to Hollywood players. He worked in a video store, and he just loved movies. Just, right. He just loved movies. And he was fortunate enough to create a craft that nobody else was doing. So he was making films like nobody else. And that's what made him stand out. So when he did Reservoir Dogs, he stood out like there's no tomorrow. Not to mention the fact that he got some great freaking players for that film. Oh, yeah. Great actors. Right. And the nice thing that I love about Tarantino and a lot of these actors, going back to the whole Cusack thing, you know, he pulls his sister into films, Jeremy Piven. There's... It's almost like a fraternity. Right. And Tarantino does the same thing. He uses the same people in his films. Right. Even if you get a small role, you could be a a, a first role in one of his movies. Right. Then the next movie, you have two lines. Right. You know, but he still wants you to be a part of it. You create your own family, essentially. Because Alan Arkin is in this. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh. Thank we're you. not drinking the Gross Point Black thank drink. You, thank you, Pepsi. Thank you. This is, has been, a, this is a great Pepsi that I'm drinking right now. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, like, you have Alan Arkin as his therapist. Yes. Slamming the answering you know, machine down while the right. teenage girl's crying because God right. knows why she's there to see him. And you have, like... You have movies... You have movies when you have... When it's so well written and you have, you know, so many people involved that it's a sum of its parts. You have Alan Arkin who pretty much has maybe a, a minute of screen time. And you've got uh, Joan Cusack, John's sister, who's his controller or whatever. She maybe has three minutes of screen time. You've got Dan Aykroyd. Who's out of his effing mind? Uh when they were at the the reunion, she was in the neck brace. Uh, Jenna Elfman. Yes. Yeah. Always had a crush Dar- on her. Dar- Dharma and Greg, man. Always had, Dharma and Greg, my ass. I'm thinking about <laughs> some other reasons that. Um, never mind. We're not going to go into that. Oh my god. Go to our other podcast. Right. Sex in the small town. That's. <laughs> That is soon. <laughs> Not sex in the city, sex in the small town. Uh, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. Not, we're not going to terrible. That. Terrible. We'll never get on air with that. But whatever. We're not going to go anywhere with any of that. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we need to wrap her up, buddy. We're, oh, do we? We do. We're a little over a half hour. Oh, come on. But great movie. Right. Gross Point Blank. Obviously, we, we had some interjections there, and we kind of went off into left field for a hot second, which well, I love. That's what well, I love about our podcast. Right. That's what we do. We need to do that more. That's what we do. Right. Uh, one of the big things about us, too, man, is when we do these podcasts about these films, we obviously encourage you to listen. Correct. For one. Right. Uh, number two, watch these movies. And we don't want to go into things that you can go read on the internet. I mean, you right. know. It's just a discussion about the movies, the Correct. actors, the things that are going on within these films, and I think we have a good time doing it. Yes, sir. Not to mention we get to drink. Yes. It gives us a reason to drink. Yes. So, again, yes. I'm going to recap the drink. <laughs> Which we didn't we, try because we it cheated. murder us. We totally cheated, oh too. Oh, my God. I, it's funny because in the past, like, when we've done these, 
I've Googled like different drinks that are in films. So Correct. if we're doing a film, I'll be right. like, maybe there was a cool drink in the movie. Right. Or maybe there's something. Well, I literally Googled gross point blank <laughs> drinks and it came up <laughs> gross came point up. blank. It's what it's called. And there's like 80 websites oh that God. have the recipe and they're all the same. Cause it's one thing if you're like, all right, we watched Dr. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Martini shirt. Yeah. Not stirred. Or if you yeah, watch you know. crazy, stupid love. Right. We're going to make, uh, not Manhattan's. Um, oh, Manhattan's would be good. Well, Manhattan's would be good. Yeah. What am I thinking of? He had those. Remember oh, Manhattan's? yeah. Bourbon. Because oh, I like them. Yes. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. Oh, yeah. So throughout yeah, the whole yeah. movie, Ryan Gosling's character makes old fashioned. Yes. That's all he drinks. Yes. So obviously, if we're doing crazy, stupid love, we're going to make the Do perfect that. old fashioned. Or if we did a uh, Big Lebowski, be uh, White Russian. Yes. We exactly. haven't done that. We have we got to do white, but that's uh, my point. That's my point. So we're gonna take drinks from the films yes. or something that would incorporate well with the film. Correct. This is the first time I've actually Googled like a movie and said drinks, and it gave me a drink called. <laughs> Call and, they even, and they didn't even have it in a damn movie. I right. don't understand. No, no, there's there's but nothing. I think at all. I think at one point her dad it has liquor is that like, we've never heard scotch. of. Scotch. You're like here. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to drink a gross point blank, you can Google it. Just Google gross point blank drinks. It's one ounce of Benedictine, which is something we've never heard of. It's some okay. herbal liquor. Yeah. Half ounce of Grand Marnier and a half ounce of cognac. They say <sighs> preferably Hennessy. Oh. So Cause if, fancy if you like have that. too much money, right. buy Hennessy. All right. Or you can get a cheaper version of Cognac. Or just get real cognac. <laughs> real cognac. Is there a real cognac? There should be. Uh, there has Damn. to be. So, anyway, gross point blank. You like the uh, the kind of I'm an assassin kind of movie. Amazing. And you love Cusack. It's a great movie. Check it out. It's it, it, it's a quirk. It, it, it's it's a quirky like typical Cusack films. Right. Yeah. A quirky murder. If you're into that. Yes. Huh. And if you have seen it, obviously this podcast has been very entertaining to you. I hope Hopefully. so. I hope so. I hope so. All right, man. Till next time, buddy. Yes, sir. Drinks in a movie. Drinks in a movie. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Indeed. Bye. Bye-bye.